1: Well, we're almost at the end of our show now, so it's time for our last segment, the eagerly awaited panel, proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury rugby. Joining me today are two returning fan favourites, sports reporter Guy Havelt, and cricket commentator Garth Galloway. A big welcome back to you both, and thanks for joining me today.
0: Morning, Frankie. Morning, Garth.
1: Hello. Now... Let's jump in straight away. Let's talk cricket here. The Black Caps beaten semi-finalists, showing again, look, they're there or thereabouts in World Events, Guy, but does this campaign get a pass mark for you? I think it gets, gets a pass
0: mark, Frankie, um, purely because they made the semi-finals. Uh, it wouldn't get much more than that. Look, I was really quite... Uh, once I beat Australia, anyway, I, I was quite hopeful that, that this team would be able to do something special at this tournament. Uh, I thought that... You know, I, I know a lot of people were quite concerned about Pakistan because of the history going into that semi-final. I just thought the Black Caps were in a good enough position that they could uh, finally topple Pakistan in a, in a knockout game at a World Cup. It obviously didn't prove to be. They were, frankly, well off the pace, considerably beaten, uh, and so in the end, it, it was a hugely disappointing tournament. I think they, I think they peaked at the wrong time. I think Australia was the game they really got up for. They dealt to the Aussies. And then from there, we saw some decent performances, but, but they never really matched that. And, uh, yeah, it fell well short against Pakistan. So a pass mark, uh, but I wouldn't give it much more than that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I thought it was going to be such a difficult pool to get out of, and I, I named it the pool of death, and I think I was one that, especially after we beat Australia, you kind of thought, yeah, we're, we're going to be into semifinals. We all of a sudden looked like one of the favourites. How did you see it, Garth? Uh, was this an achieved, or, or maybe with the form of some of the other big teams going around, was this actually a chance gone begging, really, for the Black Caps?
2: Uh oh, yeah, I think it was a chance gone begging. I, I agree with Guy. I mean, in a way... I mean, the best thing that's happened was they smashed Australia, but in a way it was the worst thing that's happened because I think um, they never really gained that spark again. They lost badly to England. You'll remember that they could have been 29-4 for against Sri Lanka. They were really struggling against their top spin bowlers. Um, So, you know, I, I think... Um, it's going to get harder. We've talked about it before, Frankie, for this New Zealand team and hanging on to players and so on, and I don't think they've got the depth that uh, many people think they have got. So you know an opportunity missed um again, I question some of Williamson's captaincy. I you know I'll talk to you about Finn Allen till the cows come home, and um and how they're using him, I don't think it's intelligent at all. The other interesting factor, I think, in the tournament is we only used five bowlers New Zealand, which was, again, I don't think that's a good thing. You know, they bowled well, very well, actually, in places. I think the bowling unit was fantastic, but we're the only side to go through that tournament bowling only five bowlers, and when we got into trouble against Pakistan, we had nowhere else to turn.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one, the five bowlers. That was one that got brought up by the commentary team in that match against Pakistan. Did it have that feeling... Guy that we underutilised some of our our bowlers or maybe just resources in general. I think Santner and Bolt were the only people that bowled their full full complement throughout the tournament and that's only 20 overs. We only bowled the five bowlers. Nisham, I think, with the bat face, something only like 37 balls. Is it we got our tactics slightly wrong? Did we underutilise some of these players or is that just how T20 goes sometimes?
0: I think it's a bit of all three, to be honest. Uh, I think they, I agree with Garth, they certainly underutilised some players. I would have liked to have seen... Adam Milne, given a run at some stage, I think he had started to hit his straps in terms of bowling. I think he would have gone pretty well on some of those pitches over in Australia as well. I completely agree around Finn Allen. I think they got caught up in what Finn Allen did against Australia. Uh, I think they put all their eggs in the Finn Allen basket. And when Finn gets out, you know, inside three, four overs, uh, it seems like the, the innings kind of get curtailed a little bit. Look, the, the, this tail for the Black Cat starts at maybe, well, a little bit at Mitchell Santner. I mean, he can hit a few, but he's not exactly going to uh, win you a match on, on every occasion. I wouldn't put, my, uh, wouldn't put all my faith in Mitchell Santner's batting. Uh, so it's a longish tale, and I think when you have an inexperienced player like Finell at the top and you're, you're really relying on him a lot – to get your innings underway strongly and it doesn't go well, then you're in a bit of a pickle. I would have liked to have seen Martin Abdul given more of a chance. Uh, At a a World Cup like that, experience is massive. And, man, he has so much experience, doesn't he? Our highest T20 run scorer, uh, one of our best white ball players of all time, and he's pretty much been forgotten. I think he's been treated pretty poorly. I've been pretty disappointed by that. And I just think they got uh, a, a few things wrong, and that was one of them.
1: Yeah, well, that's that is an interesting one. Now, where to for Martin Guptill, guy? Like, does this does this start to look like potentially, is this the start of the end for Martin Guptill? I mean, he's played, he's, he's thirty six now. He's played one hundred and ninety eight one day matches, one hundred and twenty two T twenty um internationals as well. Averages thirty one in the format. averages forty one in one day cricket. Are, are we going to see a spot for him still?
0: Well, I, as I say, I think they're putting all the eggs in the finale basket. I think it's terribly wrong. Uh, And I think it will be. I think they will miss Martin Guptill if they don't take him to the World Cup, uh, the 50 over World Cup that is next year. Uh, But I I think that's the way it's heading. They seem to think that Finn Allen and and he is, he is the future. I'm just not sure whether the future is here right now. And I would not be throwing someone like Martin Guptill away as quickly as they seem to be. Um, You know, any team at the moment, I think, would probably still find a place for Martin Guptill. Yeah, he's had a little bit of a. A down patch in the last probably six to eight months or so, uh, but there have been a few Black Caps batters who have, uh, um, and so yeah, I, I I find this one a bit strange. I find it a bit hard to stomach. Look, I, I know Martin. I should probably put that out there. I, I do know him quite well, um, so there is possibly a little bit of that um, side coming into it. But if, if I take that away, frankly, I think he's one of the best players we've ever had. I think he's still got it, and I think you need him at a World Cup, uh, particularly next year in India.
1: Yeah, well, his record speaks for itself. And, and Garth, he is a great guy to have around the team as well. I'm sure all of the, the Blackcaps would say that too. But how do you see it, Garth? Is, is Finn Allen the the man that they just have to persevere with now? Played every World Cup match so far this time. 95 runs at 19. Only faced 51 balls throughout. Strike rate 186, which sounds great. But we just need more output from him. At 23, is, is there someone you just have to persevere with? The talent. Is obvious. It's it's there in spades. Is it just you know we we're going to have some ups and downs with this young guy and we've just got to persevere or or is there still room for a Martin Guptill to come back in? I mean Henry Nichols opened at the last World Cup. Like, is that spot still open for discussion or do you think Finn Allen is is locked in? I, I think that they have locked Allen in. I think the way they use him is
2: just is plain stupid. Um, and I'm sorry to be so blunt. He faced as you say 51 balls in the World Cup. So. 10 balls and in innings, you know, and that includes games against Ireland, you know, and so on. So, I mean, he, he's, he's got his runs at uh, in his career at an average of 24, so around 500 runs, but most of them against Bangladesh, Ireland, Scotland, the Netherlands and Pakistan, nice. you know. So he's, and, and you saw him the other day. I mean, it was just dreadful. His first shot was fantastic down the ground. He's on top. Then he goes to look to hit through mid-wicket. He gets a successful review, and he does exactly the same thing the next ball and gets out. So, that you know, and when he got against Australia to 42 off uh, 16 balls, um, eight of those hit the boundaries. It was terrific. But at that stage, you know, are they just going to say, just keep smashing it, man, because that's your role, Alan. That's your role. All you've got to do is go out there and smash it. It's not going to work. There's a reason that, to, that there aren't top-order players with a strike rate of 200 throughout their careers. And so, you, you know, New Zealand have got to be a whole lot more intelligent about it. And I, I think, I agree with you, I was, it was something I wanted to talk about, Guy, that, that I think Guptill has been badly treated. I think that he should have got a run over there. And, you know, when you look at Allen batting 51 balls for an opening bat in five innings in a World Cup, is that good enough? No way it's not. I don't think it's necessarily his fault. I think they told him that that's the way to play, yeah. and I think it's completely wrong.
1: Yeah, well, it is the way he's played at the domestic level as well. It's almost that carefree attitude that to label it that he doesn't care is is unfair on him, but it's, it's that ability to just go out there and have that really fearless approach. But it is bloody tough to do it against the best bowlers in the world with a new ball in their hands, that's for sure. Do you think possibly, though, Garth, that that maybe the the Conway and Williamson fitting them both into a T20 lineup ha, has maybe pushed them into a corner of trying to say, well, we have to have Allen at the top to, to go out there and, and just blat it everywhere because we've got two guys who really want to craft an in innings. Yes, they'll end up with a good strike rate by the end, but almost by having Conway and Williamson in the same team, does it perhaps... Is that perhaps the way that this Black Caps team goes going forward, or, or maybe is it one of them has to either slip out of, of the team altogether, or or perhaps play in a slightly different position?
2: I think you've got to, you've got to play both of them. Conway, it's interesting, isn't it, because Conway's um, he's averaging thirty six in the tournament at one hundred and sixteen, and Williamson's thirty five at one hundred and sixteen. Um, I quite, i like I like Conway and, and Ellen Oatman or for example Conway and Guttel or Conway and Nichols. It doesn't worry me too much because yeah. I think if if you if you've got stability at the top and Alan's just not going there and throwing his wicket away, Williamson can play a different game as well. For me, you know, I think Williamson had a really good tournament with the bat. I think he did well. He came in off and we were one down or two down. Um and he and he was adjusting his game to suit the circumstances. And I think he's one of the best at that in the world. I, I really do. So um, you know, but I think if you've got a better opening pair who are who are doing you know who are scoring or, or spending more time at the crease, then Williamson can come in and play a different role. But when he's in there in the first couple of overs, it's very hard for him.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think some of the he's copped a bit of criticism uh, of late, has Kane Williamson. That's for sure. Do you think that's been a, a little bit harsh, maybe, guy? That actually he's he's not going as badly as some of the criticism suggests
0: massively, massively harsh uh he has come in at some sticky situations yeah. for the black cats, and if he hadn't have done what he had done i e soak up a few balls, he'll pick the runs over, which he did very well. He was Absolutely. most balls he was at least finding a single and and you know and, and as we say, there are more explosive bats at the other end of the pitch, so you need someone to stay in there, ticking the score over while the banner at the other end is trying to score the, the more explosive runs. I think he's been, yeah, very harshly criticised. I thought, it, like Gar, thought he had a great tournament, actually. I thought he played very well. His captaincy, that's batting. His captaincy's another story. And and look, I don't know this. I haven't been given any oil, but I I suspect, I, I, I think that maybe Kane Williamson might step down from T20 captaincy going forward. I, I think it might help him. Uh, I think it might just take one bit of load off his shoulders because right now he has all of that Black Caps team. He's carrying, you know, a lot of weight on his shoulders when it comes to, to this team. And I just think maybe, you know, I suspect he'll still play T20s, but I just don't know if he'll be the captain of this team uh, in, in the next, in, you know, in 12 months or so. Maybe even maybe even uh, that might happen sooner than that.
1: Yeah, well, you look at even someone like Virat Kohli. Coley, he... he got rid of the captaincy. He'd been going through a bit of a lean spell himself and then all of a sudden just freed up and, and he's been magnificent throughout this T20 World Cup. But uh, I mean talking India I guess as well they they were thumped in the second semi-final guy against England. Uh, were you a little surprised at how easily they were picked apart? Yeah I was massively
0: surprised by that. I, I really thought it was going to be an India-Pakistan final. I would have loved to have seen that. that. That just would have been a phenomenal spectacle, as we saw in the in the pool play stages. That 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 was one of the the games of cricket in the last ten decade uh, last decade. Sorry, that that you wanted to see the atmosphere and everything around it was just remarkable. So a little bit disappointed in that regard. But man, oh man, what Josh Butler and uh, Alex Hales did last night. Uh, sorry, on on uh, Thursday night was was something else. Uh, absolutely brilliant performance from both of them. I, I don't know if I've seen. A better opening partnership in, in T20 cricket than what they produced at the Adelaide Oval, uh, and if they can do that against Pakistan, uh, it's it's hard to see even Pakistan's superb bowling lineup shutting that down to, to the effect that they that that they did against the Black Taps. Those two were. were British. They were due. They were absolutely due. But I, I think what we saw was was something that that was just out of this world. So yeah, it should be a cracking final. Actually, uh, Pakistan's bowlers up against uh, the real firepower of England's batters. Uh, can't wait.
1: Yeah, it's going to be an absolute cracker, that's for sure. There's been look, there's been upsets galore throughout this World Cup. Garth, are there any games that that have really stood out for you? I mean, I'd probably point New Zealand Australia got the tournament started off pretty well from from a Kiwi point of view. But any games that that really stood out to you as as best games of the World Cup?
2: Well, well, I think that was, you know, that that was the stand-up one for New Zealand, and they were they were quite brilliant in that game. Uh, they were just wonderful. Um, well, I think, you know, I enjoyed actually the just I I enjoyed watching the semi-final uh, New Zealand Pakistan, and obviously I enjoyed that game last night. But I just thought Pakistan's fielding, you know, I, I thought that the job that um, that acclaimed and Matthew Hayden have done with them it was just incredible to see them throwing themselves yeah. around the way that they did their fielding was it was exceptional they were playing you know they they went into that game I mean the big game I suppose the one that's, that the that, that people will remember a lot is Netherlands beating South Africa and there have been a lot of upsets and I've really enjoyed the minnows coming through you know West Indies kicked out of the tournament just a shadow of their former selves Ireland coming through Zimbabwe Ireland beating England I mean you know that was a magnificent game as well so I think I feel like the gap is getting a bit closer, and I think that's really good for cricket. And you know, it's it's it was a pity in a way that our game against Afghanistan was rained off because I was looking forward to seeing how how our batters cope with their spin bowlers. But I mean, I, I, yeah, I suppose if you look at other games, I mean, Ireland's upset against England, you yeah, know, just wonderful. So it, it's been it's been a really interesting tournament. I, I think Pakistan might get up. You know, I, I just think. Um, Baba and Rizwan back in form, and their bowlers are mercurial. So it, it, as Guy said, I think it'll be a fantastic final, a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, well, that's that was actually going to be my final question to you. So Pakistan-England final, who's your money on and why? So, Garth, you're, you're leaning towards Pakistan well, because yeah, of that, that I, I, top my, order. My,
2: my, my head says England, you know, if you're going to put your house on it uh, – but my heart says Pakistan, <laughs> just for different reasons. And I like the things shot as well. I don't really mind. But I just, I love the way Pakistan have got there through the Netherlands, beating South Africa, all the bags packed, ready to go. They've got nothing to lose, eh? And they're dangerous okay, like love that. It.
1: Love it. So you've gone Pakistan. Guy, who are you? Are you going? To, are you prepared to put your house on it, as, as Garth was saying? Or who's <laughs> going to get over the line for you?
0: I'll chuck the uh, house that I currently rent on it. How, how does that sound, Frankie? <laughs> that sounds uh, a good yeah, deal. Oh, oh. I think Pakistan. Uh, I just think their bowling uh, the other night was superb. If they can produce that again, uh, I think they'll they'll be able to tie England down a little bit. So, yeah, I'll go Pakistan. Hopefully it's a great game, though. I, I just want a great final. And I, I want a yeah. next play because the weather in Melbourne is meant to be so bad.
1: Yeah, it is meant to be uh, torrential rain, that's for sure, but there is a reserve day locked in, which is always nice for those for those big finals and, and I like what both of you had to say, I think Pakistan will be very hard to beat the momentum, they've uh, managed to sneak into semi-final time, massive win and then all to play for, and if you talk to any bowlers in T20 cricket you they would tell you, it's the batters that get bums on seats, but it's the bowlers that win titles, so I, I think Pakistan might just have a little bit of, a, of an advantage there, but thanks so much for for your time guys look we could talk cricket for for hours and hours on end i'm sure but uh thanks again and and enjoy the rest of your long weekend as well thanks, thanks have a great, great night nice to, to chat you both well that's us done and dusted for another week have a great weekend everyone enjoy that long weekend get out and about hopefully there's a bit of sunshine around it and make sure you tune in to the black ferns 7 30 p.m tonight and tune in to us again same time same place next saturday morning
0: Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.